This is the Bushwick Variety Show. And I'm Alec the Third. Greetings, neighbors, friends, citizens of the world, and conscious beings of all various types. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. Hope you're doing well. Hope your 2021 is going smoothly so far. Uh, it's not exactly the smoothest time in the world. Uh, I think a lot of people wanted to turn over a new leaf. And, you know, we had a major election and we don't have the smoothest transition of power happening right now. It is an unprecedented time in so many different ways. And the beginning of the year, a lot of times people set intentions about how they want to how, how they want their year to go. Uh, and then when things are happening around us, sometimes it's hard to, to hold to those. Uh, for me, I've started a writing practice. I was kind of got knocked off course with uh, the regularity of releasing these podcasts. And yeah, kind of committed to getting back regular and then ended up not releasing one last Thursday. But what I want to tell you is that the best time to get on track is always right now. So even if you haven't started whatever your intention was for 2021 or whatever you want to do going forward in life now is always the best time and it's always right now so here we are uh today i'm very excited to release this episode with you this conversation with sarah kleist sarah kleist is an actor and a creative and she uh has really gotten good at revamping websites and resumes when you figure out what you want to do, um, and what you want to contribute to the world, and how you want to do it, at a certain point, you're going to need to market it. You're going to need to figure out how to share the thing that you're creating. And so having a website is one of the best ways to do that, and maybe redoing kind of what your resume looked like. I've done both of these things with Sarah, uh, my personal website, alexstevensthethird.com. You can check out my blog going there um, and, you know, just talking about the new year and everything like that. I'm doing 100 days of writing that actually started a few days before the beginning of the new year. So I'm on day 21 today and there will be an a, a entry going out later on today. Um, she's also done my resume um, and I want her maybe to do my performance resume when I get a chance. So. If you're looking for a way to to kind of revamp how you're presenting yourself to the world and how you want to share these new ideas that you're looking to create, working on right now, I highly recommend Sarah Kleist. The uh, links for her website um, are in the show notes on Instagram. So uh, check it out. Um, and without further ado, this is Sarah Kleist. Let's have a conversation. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Let me just close my door because my boyfriend is working on music in the other room. Hold on. Okay. Right. And let me hold on. Sorry. I'm. <laughs> no worries. Tying up a loose end. Hold on. How are you? Good. Yeah. Um, busy, 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 but, but good. Nice. How what about you, yourself? What are you busy with? 
<laughs> uh, I'm going to be in a short film next week. Um, I'm writing another new play. Uh, what else? I'm, well, I'm writing a couple of things, actually. Um, and then the podcast keeps pretty busy. And then also training uh, for a new job. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of irons in the fire. Love and, it. Yeah, juggling. Nice. Okay. What about you? Uh, I'm good. I just doing a lot of websites and resumes, and I work for Carly now as well. And um, I just got a new job as a marketing assistant, basically like doing marketing strategy but that's like very everything's like part-time and then my like actual web design is like most of my life <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah what's so, your schedule like on the um resume design front um i think i'm right now i have space in october do you, so we're going to do this live on recording. Uh, do you think you have space for something um, that's due on, I think it's October 23rd is the deadline? Uh, yeah, that should be fine. All right. Then I would like to officially uh, book you um, right now ahead of that. So probably if we could be done by a couple days before that would probably be ideal. Love it. Is it a theater resume or a professional resume? It's a professional resume, um, but it's actually both. Um, it's for a position at a theater, but more on the administrative side, um, which cool. I haven't done as much, but I do have these varying things. So yeah, I want to put together something, a resume that tells that story um, on paper. So or on digital paper, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's fun to sit down and talk with you because, well, first of all, let me ask, how have you been like overall during this, this period of time, this unprecedented time that we're all in? Well, um, I think I was actually just talking about this this morning, how I think when it all started, I, found like it very easy to transition into it like I was like I just had like an easier time than I think than a lot of people did in the beginning just because I was like all right we're doing this now great let me just like pivot essentially and then around like June it finally hit me it was like a delayed um delayed grief for our old lives so yeah um it was it's been interesting I think also like because I had all these ideas like in the beginning about resumes and and websites and um, how we can like tell better stories digitally. Um, I was facing a lot of burnout by June as well. So it was like burnout mixed with like the delayed grief and that was rough. (laughs) How did you, um, I assume you got through that? Yeah, I mean, I still feel a little burned out. But, yeah. But uh, I think. Oh, yeah. 
No, go ahead. I feel like you have something better than I do. Well, no, I was just going to say, like, I, I feel that, like, I feel like I'm, I've been struggling with the burnout since, like, or I'm kind of in it right now. Like, it's like, there are a number of things that are, like, right there. I'm just having the hardest time getting through the final hurdles or whatever, the final push. Um, and also... Another thing that just occurred to me is like, I didn't realize it like being from Seattle, but when I left Seattle, I realized I am really affected by the seasons. So summer, I am a summer baby also, but like summer is, is my summer. Like it's when I have the most energy and now we're kind of going through this transition and I'm feeling that too. Um, Yeah. That's interesting because I feel like, I feel like summer is where I hit a wall. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just like hate the heat. And like, I'm just like very like uncomfortable in the heat. And I think it like gets to my head. Um, I also like, ten- I feel like I tend to eat worse in the summer. Like, just like so much shit, just so much like unhealthy things. And then like fall and spring happen. And I'm like, like fall, winter and spring, I'm like, okay, we're going to put like nourishment in my body. Like, so yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody's on different cycles, you know, but I do think everybody has a winter also, even if it's not winter. Totally. I agree. Um, I also have a, like something that occurred to me is I also took to the pandemic pretty well mentally um, and kind of had a lot of creative output. When I cut my hair, I did go through a mini depression, but that's just sort of part of that process of like identity. You know how it is. Um, But something that occurred to me also just sort of observing certain people, especially within like the Jen Waldman community, certain people kind of on like very much on during this time um and it's like i've seen you i've seen joanna those are two that like jump out at my head and then realizing we were in shine right before this which was like a deep dive into like mindset and kind of who we wanted to be a lot of us were like thinking about not completely necessarily pivoting 180 but definitely um how do we as actors be the people that we want to be instead of just trying to be an actor was kind of the big thing that was coming up for a lot of us and so we were doing like a lot of internal work so I feel like we had tools that we were already like implementing when the pandemic hit and so when it hit it was kind of like it was kind of when shine was sort of wrapping up, but then it got extended a little bit. And I feel, yeah, I feel like the timing with that course in particular was like a huge gift, you know? Great. I agree. I actually attribute shine to being one of the reasons I was able to transition because there was something we were already doing, like for people who don't know, like shine was an online course and um basically it it started in 
February when the world was normal. And then um, it was online then. And then it continued through to like the end of April, I think. Yeah. And, um, and so I think having that constant, that was like the one thing in my life that didn't change. Um, like pre-pandemic and then during the pandemic. So I agree. I think, I actually do think Shine was like one of the reasons I had an easier time adjusting just because I had that as like an anchor of like the one thing in my life that was the same. Mm -hmm. And uh, what are you like most excited about right now? Well, I guess I'm just excited. Like, okay, so, in like November of 2019, I had pretty much decided that I needed to figure out like a parallel career or a thrival job situation because I've been working in the same restaurant for six years. And while I like adore the people that worked there with me, um, it's just, I'm not, I'm not wanting to do restaurant work for like the rest of my life. Um, I also don't think I have like the personality for it. I'm, it's just, it wasn't a a good fit for me. And I, it was definitely one of those like default, like, well, I'm an actor, so I have to do this kind of job um, situations. Um, And so basically at the end of 2019, I was like, I need to figure out like what else I can offer the world. And so for me, like the pandemic really opened that up a lot because as everything um, transferred to, like digital mediums, I realized that I really thrive digitally. And I pretty much always have, I don't know why it didn't, I don't know why it took this to like get me to realize that like, I'm, I'm really good at telling stories online through either websites or video or just uh, not, not live things. (laughs) I'm great at it. Although I do do theater too. So I guess I shouldn't say that, but like, I think, Digitally, I'm like, I thrive. And so I'm excited to have found that and like now like growing those skill sets um, and just excited that the goal that I set out for in 2020 was still able to happen, um, which was to find what else I do on top of acting. so yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I'm most excited about right now. And so I'm just learn. I'm learning a lot. I'm taking like a whole bunch of courses um, and learning as I go for a lot of things like, yeah. So I'm just excited about that. <laughs> what kind of courses are you taking? So as a part of my marketing assistant job um, that I also got, I they make you go through these like certifications. So they're like, all about um, like Instagram strategy and uh, like email marketing and all these things. So I'm taking just classes on like best practices, um, which is fun for me. I like that stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, here's a question. And I think it's one that we have to answer a lot, but I think a lot of people probably say something like definitely a lot of us a lot of us actors definitely those of us who went through shine um but i think a lot of people right now are having to not just give a generic answer 
so how would you describe like kind of who you are right now or like what you are, what you do? Ooh. And this, and I know it's a tricky one, but I, I've started asking it because I also think the more that we say it out loud, even if like we stumble through it, the more clear it becomes. Who am I? You know, what's so funny is before I saw like marketing through the lens of storytelling, which I, which I really do now. Um, I hated the word storyteller because I feel like it's such a buzzword. Like all theater people are like, I'm a storyteller. But now that I like see that storytelling is so much more than just like our acting craft, like it's literally all around us. Um, and like everything as a story, like from, you know, where you live to your views on money to like anything, it's all a story. So, um, I would 1000% say I'm a storyteller when looking at it through that lens. And I am also, I think a rule breaker, um, because I find that every time I do something differently than other people or the way that it's quote unquote supposed to be done, I thrive and people are like, oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, storyteller and rule breaker. Those are my two. <laughs> um, and in Jen's class, we do the questioner rebel. Um, what, what, what did you fall under with that one? I'm a questioner um, because I do think there's value in learning the rules. So I wouldn't say I'm like a rebel, but I, I'm someone who I'm like, I think you need to know the rules in order to break them. Yeah. I, I thought for sure I was going to be a rebel also, um, but I was also a questioner, which I think when people think of rebels, a lot of times, a lot of times, the rebels people think of, I think are questioners. So it's like, I don't have a problem with rules as long as I understand why. <laughs> like, if I don't understand why, then I do have a problem. Like, if it doesn't make sense, then I do have a problem. Um, and I have no problem breaking rules if I think they're like, not, they don't make sense, you know? Totally, I agree. Uh, so, what are you like kind of thinking about like kind of what do you see for yourself going forward like post pandemic um right now like kind of what do you want to have happen and i might pull these dogs inside for a second because they're uh yeah hold on hey guys come on come on come on Fuzzy. Fuzzy. Also realized I had to grab my charger. Um, so yeah, so let me, do I need to rephrase that question or do you think you got it? Yeah, wait, what did you ask me again? <laughs> uh, so kind of what do you envision slash like what do you want kind of for the next six months and then kind of like what do you kind of see post pandemic? 
with if there is a thing like i don't know <laughs> like i don't know what this this next chapter is going to look like but like kind of what do you what do you hope and like what do you envision for yourself well i really love what i'm doing and i would love to continue to do that the good part about basically the work that i've found myself in is that it's all remote um and it there's literally no aspect of it that ever needs to be in person um so i'm excited about that because when we all go back to normal and theaters reopen and people are auditioning or whatever i can literally take my work anywhere so i could you know be on a contract and and be doing the same things probably i probably would have to do way less of it of course if i'm like on a contract but so i'm excited about that so i'm i'm envisioning you know a, a world in the future where i'm doing this and theater which is so exciting to me um and then i mean i guess as far as like the actual work i really want to work with like creative small businesses um like i like doing actor websites because obviously like it's my expertise. Like I'm have, you know, a, a deep domain knowledge of the field as, as we all do, cause we're all smacked out in the middle of it. Um, but something about like building like a brand for a business is so exciting to me. And um, so I really want to get into like the brand development world. Um, maybe not so much like the design side, but more the like, the messaging, um, the the copy, the colors, the fonts. Like, I'm not someone that you're gonna want to ask to do like a, a crazy logo, probably. Um, that's like super complicated. But I really love like I really love the idea of helping people like establish their vision and their brand messaging into a visual aesthetic. Um, so yeah, um, that's that's kind of what I'm excited to do in the future. I'm manifesting this to happen. <laughs> and where where do you think that came from? Like the that side of things for you. So it actually, I don't know why or how this happened, but. In the beginning of the pandemic, when we were all still in shine, I was paying attention to everything that I really like. Like I would, you know, go on the internet and be like, let me just like go down a rabbit hole and just like click things that I think are like things that I'm drawn to. And I noticed that everything was like centered on like female businesses. And then I think I realized that what I most liked about what I was like finding or clicking on or seeing was like the aesthetic of it, um, like reading what it's all about, like reading an about page, like I love it. Um, and I've always been like a lover of, you know, finding your why, your purpose, um, like establishing your vision for the world. And I think that is like exactly what like brand messaging is. Um, and so it was, I realized that as I was doing that, and then I also read, um, oh, what's that book? Seth Godin's book. This is marketing or? Yes, this is marketing. I've already, I've read like a million of his books now because I'm mm -hmm. obsessed. 
always forget the titles. Um, and I was like, wow, like it just like hit me. And I think all of those things at once just kind of hit me. And then we were in shine and I remember in shine being like, Oh, this is helpful because I'm like establishing a language for what I want to do. But also at the same time, I was like, I have a really great handle on my artistic aesthetic already. And I already only get called in for the perfect roles for me. And I already have like such a clear, I feel like I've always had such like a clear, um, for, I mean, for lack of a better term, like actor brand, even though people hate that. Um, and, and so I was like, oh, I'm good at this. Like I'm, I, I'm good at doing this for myself. So I could absolutely be good at doing this for others. Mm -hmm. So yeah, all of those things combined. I think it was like the perfect storm of, of realizing that. Mm -hmm. uh, and what is your why? My why has taken many turns throughout the years. Right now, my why is to bring vision to life so that the world can benefit. Um, but it has in the past been to shine a light on inner truth so that we can all learn. So I think it's kind of, depending on how you word it, it's like the same idea, but basically mm -hmm. taking an idea, bringing it to life, slash putting it out there, shipping it into the world so that other people can benefit or learn from it. Mm -hmm. And did you, how did you find your why? So I found my why like three years ago before Becca was doing her why discoveries um, with a friend. I did the find your why exercise like in the book with a friend. We took like eight hours, <laughs> cried a lot and um, found each other's whys. Nice. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier that like you really thrive well in like the digital world. Um, and you also mentioned that, you know, you will go back to theater when theater's a thing. Uh, so my question for you is, do you have like interest in content creation? Like, like kind of where does that fit as far as, you know what I mean? Like leaning yeah. into that more. So that's like another reason that I realized that I'm uh, good at things digitally is because I've always been a content creator. Um, mm -hmm. I would say most of the reason that I've gotten any theater job I've ever gotten is because I make videos that I feel like people like are like, oh yeah, Sarah does his videos. Mostly they're like music videos. Like I'll usually like take a, um, a musical theater song and, and my boyfriend and I will turn it into like a pop rock song or like an EDM song or something. Um, so I've, I've been doing those since like 2017. Um, and then also I recently just got very into TikTok, <laughs> which I am loving because it's like short form video content and I think more digestible and more discoverable. Um, so yes, I love a content creation moment. I am less though interested in like live theater via Zoom. 
mm-hmm. something about that there's like a disconnect for me there like i i feel like i can't get into it <laughs> yeah i feel like it's a lot of theaters also have done it's some have done like there are theaters doing live um theater like uh the show must go on they're based out of london they do like shakespeare mm-hmm. um and that is actually live streamed and then there's other live there are other plays that have been written for zoom that are actually recorded over zoom and not done live and i don't like i feel like those if they're made for zoom some of them can be really effective and they're not a film and they're not theater so they're kind of like a new new medium um but but yeah but i think it's interesting and i'm not sure i haven't i was i did one live theater piece like with that the show must go on um but that was shakespeare so it's like you don't need the audience response as much versus a lot of the stuff I write does have jokes in it. So if you were to do it, you wouldn't hear the, the like audience response and like jokes with no laughter. It's tricky. So yeah. Yeah. I, I feel you also. Yeah. I don't know. Even like these live concerts, like I'm so glad that other people are, or like the live concerts on Zoom, I mean, not like live concerts. Um, I'm glad if other people are like feeling fulfilled by it, I'm like 100% all for it. I just like, I like can't, I just can't get passionate about it. I don't know why. Um, but, But yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's just one of those things where it's like, you kind of have to have the energy of the the room and the space for it to really be the best that it can be in my mm-hmm. opinion. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. The first thing I remember, like the first time you came on my radar, actually, like I've probably been at Jen studio for like a year and a half now. It was like, I joined shift must've been January of 2019. Um, and somewhere in that year you posted like one of the videos that you made and I was like, Oh, that's really cool. Um, and yeah, I liked it actually because I'm somebody who has a musical theater background, but doesn't always like musical theater. Um, same. (laughs) Yeah. And, and so I like, yeah, I like what you did because it didn't feel like musical theater. Um, it felt, yeah, it felt like a song and had storytelling in it. Like, you know what I mean? So it wasn't that it wasn't theatrical either. It was like, it just wasn't like quote unquote musical theater in a, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. So my boyfriend is a music producer and he works on both like pop and like singer songwriter stuff, but also theater. So he like orchestrates and orchestrates for theater and then produces for pop and also produces for theater too. But he has found the same like pocket um, and we've kind of like grown into this together where um, we are like, (laughs) we are like the people you go to when you need like, a musical theater album that doesn't sound like a musical theater album. (laughs) 
So um, I feel you. Um, I, so, I mean, when Six came out, I was like, oh, I was literally made for this. I'm obsessed. Um, so it's like, it's like that kind of um, feel. And yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I went to musical theater school and I have like such an appreciation for obviously all genres in the musical theater canon. Um, but I think where I've really found my stride is in, again, learning the rules and then breaking them all and changing, changing um, the genre to one that I think is more modern and, and captures a more current diverse audience. Mm -hmm. Have you, have the two of you ever thought about like producing for other people? Have you ever done that? Like, Oh yeah. So, I mean, my boyfriend's whole job is producing for other people. Um, and I, I sing a lot of, um, like background vocals on like a lot of the stuff and the artists that he works with. Um, but as far as like, um, doing what I do for other people, like making like videos that I make for other people, we have thought about it, but it takes so much time to do. And also he like has all these projects and has to work and stuff too. So yes, we have definitely thought about it. <laughs> I think that's a good, like, I know me even like sometimes like, and luckily like I have, I have like within my own ability, the talent or skill uh, to be able to like conceptualize things and, and film things like with no, with no budget even, but like, because I understand film a little bit, like I can make things look higher budget than they are. Um, but like, I know, like for me, like if, if I had like a one stop shop that I could go to, I would like, I think it's definitely worth it. If it's like, Oh, I, I want to do this song. Um, film and produced in a way that like captures a feeling or, you know, a vibe that I'm trying to like share, you know? Yeah. We, I, we have talked about it before, but I think just ugh, between everything else is just, it yeah. Makes so and probably that would be one right now with like COVID still a thing. I got my COVID test yesterday. Um, cause I'm supposed to shoot something next week and like, uh, that, that, have you done that? The COVID test? I have not. Um, and I'm stressed. <laughs> that nasal swab is not fun. Let me tell you. That's what I hear. Um, and I hate that. I hate the idea of that feeling. So yeah. I cannot imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no. Um, but yeah, but I, I, so I think of course, like having people in your space right now, that's not really a viable yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think it's a, something to consider later on maybe, but I, I understand the time and yeah. Also the thing is, I feel like it's, 
I feel like there are already services that offer like a similar, like reels, I guess. Um, It's not quite the same, but I also feel like our thing is like too niche. (laughs) I feel like out of the people that need video content for musical theater, most of them just want like a simple, like, acting 32 bars so we from from just like a a marketing standpoint i'm like i feel like this might just be a me thing (laughs) yeah yeah but it's good though like you said it tells tells a story um it's very and a very effective story um speaking of like how many how many of those videos have you made um probably like it's hard to say now actually probably like seven or eight nice through the year i mean they're not all musical theater sometimes they're just like pop rock um but it's funny because the older ones i'm like ugh, like i've taken them down from youtube because i'm like oh i'm so much better than that now it's like you know how we all do something and then a few years later we're like oh i can replace this so i feel like currently like that you can find well they might all be on my instagram but ones that you could find there might only be like four but i think we've done like eight (laughs) and speaking of uh where's the best place for people to like follow you and get in touch with you and all of that good stuff um instagram you can follow me at sarah kleist at sarah kleist um k-l-e-i-s-t and then oh sarah with an h also and then my website is sarahkleist.com and i have a newsletter sign up if you want um for some fun like inspiration or content creation or marketing ideas um and yeah, I would say those are the two best places. Um, I'm also on TikTok at S. Kleist, and that's fun. <laughs> I I have TikTok, but I haven't really delved deep into that one yet. It is a wild place. TikTok is the wildest social media network I think we have found yet. What do you mean by wild? So like, I mean, for those people, for those of you who um, are not familiar with how the platform works, um, basically, instead of like on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, where you follow or are friends with people that you know, in real life, like, um, TikTok is like, the main like almost news feed page is all videos of people that you that the algorithm thinks you will like so it's it's like discovery driven in that way so it's a it's very easy to go viral um and it's unlike the other platforms where you're mostly just engaging with your friends content you are engaging with people's content from literally all over the country and sometimes like i feel like they mostly if you're in the u.s they mostly show you people from the u.s but also you see a few canada people you see um europeans um i think they try to like put us i think they put like uh like i'm not being articulate i think they put 
people who speak similar languages of those countries together um, mm-hmm. and the algorithm to show. But, um, but yeah, so it's like, it's cool because it allows like everyday people without a lot of um, like following really to have a much bigger impact because your ideas can go viral like so easily. Um, So I highly recommend. (laughs) And does it use like hashtags or anything like that or? So the idea that I've learned from this TikTok strategy um, course is that when you first are on TikTok, you should use hashtags that are relevant to the content that you make so that it pushes it out to the people who like those kinds of videos. But then as you go, I would say, I think people say like after the first like month of a few videos that you make, you don't have to use any hashtags anymore because the algorithm should just like know where to, where to put you. Um, so, I mean, sometimes I, I do that and sometimes I don't, I, I'm, I've been experimenting a lot with my account to see. Um, but, but so far I think, I don't know. I love, I love that app. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's so much more useful than Instagram if you're looking to grow anything. Like, I think people are just way more likely to discover you on TikTok than they are any other social media platform. And they're like one minute videos? Yeah, so you can only make a minute, which is similar to Instagram. Um, And yeah, I would say if you're going to start making videos, I would keep it under 30 seconds um, just because people like are more likely to scroll away. And then it depends on how long people watch the video for you, for your videos to go viral. Um, so yeah, it's like interesting though. It's like, it's like experimenting with an algorithm and the potential to go big very easily. And then isn't there something recently, the government and TikTok, like what's, what's up with that? Okay, so because it's so easy to go viral, um, this random person back, I think this might've been like June, had had an idea to sabotage a Trump rally by being like, everyone go reserve tickets for it and then don't show up. So then no one went to this Trump rally because they didn't account for how many like Gen Z kids on TikTok were gonna like do that. So then, Trump got mad, obviously, and has been like picking a fight with TikTok, which they have been, you know, saying like, oh, it's a it's a Chinese app and they're stealing your data. And it's, you know, that's not that's not good. But research has found that they steal as much data from you as like Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or like any of these other apps. So it's really just like, it's, it's just like a whole, mostly like Trump's just mad that his rallies keep getting messed up. Mm-hmm. But also I think he just wants to make sure that like the US is stealing their data instead of China, <laughs> which is like, I mean, 
it's all to um, breed ads and advertising and capitalism essentially. So at the end of the day, like we all know that when we're on social media, even if you have like an email address, like all of your info is being shared and taken and used. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, that's the toss up, right? Like that's, that's what we, that's what we give up in order to connect to the people that we know. So do you, so there's just like, just making me, just made me go down a little rabbit hole in my mind. Um, do you and your boyfriend, do you like watch anything like in your bed, like before you go to sleep or do you keep like screens out? Um, sometimes I don't, yeah, I guess so. Uh, cause yeah, I, I, mean, I know you shouldn't, but like a lot of times we do watch something like right before we go to sleep and especially like my wife, it, for her, she'll like without fail, usually fall asleep like pretty quick. Like if we start watching something, um, but then I don't fall asleep. And so, um, but like, I try to. I try to put some limits on my social media consumption because that will keep me up and like just the internet will keep me up and I have like problems with insomnia anyway. So I don't need these things. And so I, for like, I remembered I had like a Kindle fire, which is like, uh, has like video apps and it has like, you know, it has like the Kindle reader. Um, but like, I got a, I got a regular Kindle, like a, just a paper white. So it's just books. So that's better. But now I rediscovered my Kindle, like the fire. Cause I want to keep my phone out of the bedroom at night so that I'm not, it's just too much. Like if it's there and I'm awake, I look. But so then I was like the other morning, I think I woke up and I was like, Oh, I have to respond to something like, I should have responded last night, but I have until a certain time tomorrow morning. Um, and so then I'm going through Kindle and like there's a Gmail app and then it asks like, hey, uh, you're giving access to Amazon to like read everything on Gmail. And it's like on the one, and I and then I like got paranoid and I was like, no, I'll just, I don't need, I, I can get up, go to my computer or whatever if I need to right now. But just, the reality of it is even though I didn't give that permission when I'm having a conversation with you about something like probably when I look at Facebook or Amazon or something, I'll see ads for that thing that I'm talking about. Like, and like it could be an email conversation. So it's like, it's all already, there's no privacy anymore. Like as far as when yeah. it comes to sales. So like and like I feel like I understand why people wouldn't want to use TikTok because it's so addicting like it's so addicting um so I always warn people and I'm like I get it but if people are scared about the data harvesting I'm like you they already know everything about you like you have a social security number <laughs> like like we all are have been like branded from birth really and 
Like if you have ever ordered anything from Amazon or if you have a Facebook account, like what else are they gonna, what else are they really gonna figure out about you? Like that you liked this cat video on TikTok? Like at that point, <laughs> like, does it matter? I don't know, maybe it does. Maybe I'm being naive, but I'm like, yeah, I'm just right. like, I feel like they already know everything that they need to know. So I don't know. Yeah, I definitely, uh, my mom, she's like a social activist and um, very, like super principled, like love her to death. And it was not the most recent time, but sometime within the last year, year and a half, I was traveling. Yeah, I think it was last summer, actually. And, you know, like when you go to the airport, like there's always some stress, like especially in New York, there's always just like stress until you get to the airport of just like, am I going to hit traffic? Like kind of what, am I going to be there on time? Like, and then you get there. And depending on the day, like sometimes the security lines are like crazy. And this day they had, like I saw the line and then there was a big sign for clear and clear their thing. Like the, what it said was, Hey, sign up, like do a free trial, um, do a free trial and you could skip the security line. Um, but we're going to take your fingerprint and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I go and I'm like, so if I fill this thing out, I can like skip the whole security line. And so I totally did it. And then my mom was like, you know, but now they have your finger. And it's like, they have everything already. Yeah. Like. I'm not saying it's good. No. I'm just saying it's the reality. And so when Trump is just out here picking fights with TikTok, I'm like, it's all because you got your rally like pranked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're speaking of how do you feel, um, how does it feel to be living in a, in an anarchy or whatever they say? (laughs) Oh God, it is a beautiful day in New York City. Children are playing outside and the birds are chirping. That's true. It's so true. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's been a big, aside from like the personal growth and development and clarity um a big thing for me during this time is also i've really fallen in love with new york again even though it's like shut down right now like i really i get not wanting to be here but for me like i really want to be here i agree with you i i think um this made me realize that like New York really is my home. Like, I think um, a lot of people, especially a lot of young people who move to New York, like will be like, will say like, oh, I don't think I'm here forever. I think I'm here, you know, for my young years and then I will move somewhere else. And I've always been like, no, I think I'm here forever. But because so many young people say that, I'm like, maybe I'm not. Like, maybe I'm just not, you know, thinking ahead enough or like giving myself enough room to quote unquote grow or something. But I think staying here during this pandemic and really being like, no, this is home. I'm like, I think I really mean it when I say that I'm here for the long haul. Yeah. Yeah. There's also something about being here 
during the hard times also like it's right after those are like right when things start opening up again i think are like the most going to be some of the most exciting times totally yeah but also i mean i understand everyone's situation is yeah different and you know there are people that probably are away because they have to be and they really miss new york too which is a thing that i totally sympathize with i i cannot imagine and honestly the only reason we didn't go anywhere is because both of our parents like my dad's immunocompromised and his parents are in their 70s so when this all happened we didn't know if we had it already so we couldn't go anywhere and then it just didn't make sense to even try to go anywhere because we were worried about getting people sick Mm -hmm. so but yeah i i agree i think also, after a while, you get used to being in your small apartment. I don't know. I'm very used to it now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And do you get outside at all? I try, but I'm always so busy and have so much to do. And I just have to be like on my Wi-Fi in my room and my computer. But I really, I try really hard to get outside. Luckily, I'm on 96th. So I'm, I'm very close to the Central Park. Nice. And can just go there, which has been great. Yeah. But also a little concerning because sometimes people don't wear their masks. Like, like it's, I feel like it's fine if you're like on a patch of grass, it's like far from everyone. But if you go to like Sheep's Meadow, sometimes it's like so many people. And then like in groups of like at least six of people who like trust each other, but like no one's wearing masks. And I'm like, this seems, it seems like there's too many people here right now for this mm-hmm. yep uh well is there anything else you want to talk about today um, no <laughs> uh so for the like artists actors small businesses um that might want website website or resume redesign um your website is the best place Yes. Um, there's a tab called Kleist Creative, and that's all of my design web marketing work. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you have any final thoughts or musings you want to leave with today? Um, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, mate, let's see. What can I say? <laughs> Nope. I think I got everything out. Cool. Well, thank you for sitting and talking with me. Um, Maybe we'll talk for a second offline. Yeah. Well, thank you. So I'll go ahead and stop the recording here. So that was my conversation with Sarah Kleist. Definitely follow her on Instagram. you know, check out her website. Links are in the show notes. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully this year we'll be able to to see her and see all of us and see people in theaters again. Um, but in the meantime, follow her on Instagram. Also follow her on TikTok. And, uh, you know, she's really good at video content. So, so see what she is up to. Check it out. Um, if you want to support the podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, share. Um, also, you can support us on Patreon. 
The link is in the show note um, where you can search Bushwick Variety Show on Patreon if you want to help us keep the lights on. Um, But yeah, subscribe, rate, review, share. And most importantly, uh, start pursuing the thing that you want to do and uh, doing the things that the person that you want to be would do. And then, you know, when you start figuring that out and have something to share, you know, hit up Sarah Kleist and help her or have her help you tell that story and share whatever it is you're creating with the world. Um, Now, more than ever, we need to be the change that we wish to see in the world. It's a crazy time. And yeah, instead of getting caught up in just the magnitude of of how many things are happening, take control of, of what you can do in your own life and know that your own voice is very important um, and has a unique perspective that might be able to help somebody or a lot of other people that need to hear what you have to say just the way that you have to say it. So thank you for listening to, to me go on a little bit and listening to my voice. I appreciate you. And I look forward to seeing what we're going to do here in the year 2021, which is right now. Or if you're listening to this later on, the year after, next year, or later. So if it's 2022 or 2023 or beyond, it's still right now. So I still look forward to what we're going to do. All right. Take care. Have a good one. Peace. (laughs) 